Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I am doing well on this Monday, December 13th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. I'm back. Yes, you are. At least I'm back for this episode. Yeah. Uh, so excited to be here. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. All right. So you and I uh, took the took the old wagon up to uh, Nashville. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yesterday for the Tennessee Titans game as they laid a beat down on the <laughs> beleaguered Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Pretty terrible performance <laughs> by uh, Trevor Lawrence in that one. Four interceptions. Yeah. In and one almost game. a fumble. Not good. No, it's not. We're not moving in the right direction here on this one, <laughs> I would say. But... Uh, one thing that we witnessed is that the Tennessee Titans running game isn't dead. No, it's, it's not functional. Entirely. Yeah, but it could get a lot more functional if Derrick Henry comes back, and it looks like he may be able to come back uh, just as they need him heading into the playoffs. Yeah, it could be like we talked about a little while back, right when he got injured. Uh, we were talking about he could come back at the beginning of the playoffs or at the um, the end of the season. Yep. And if they can get him back, that opens up a world of possibilities as far as their playoff hopes because without him, they don't really have a, a great chance of making it deep into the playoffs. With him, they've got a great chance of making it deep yep. into the playoffs because that's how much uh, that's how, it, how useful he is. Yep, big difference maker. Um, but I think, yeah, if he can come back, we'll see how healthy he is, obviously, because after you come off an injury, there's obviously some time you need before you can fully come at full power, full strength. But it'd be great if they could lock up the first seed in the AFC and then um, kind of play off that. Yep. But right now they have to battle the Patriots for that title. Yep. Um, pulling off some more wins at, to, uh, from now until the end of the season. I think they have like four games left, um, five weeks, and to pull to pull together some more wins, pull the top spot. And if they can get that, that's going to help them majorly, especially to give Derrick Henry an opportunity to get even more rest, yeah. get back into practice for him, all that yeah. stuff that's going to be really helpful for him, and then come back in. It's it's interesting now that they've changed the format so that only one team gets the bye week now. Yeah. So it's going it, to – I mean, last season was obviously a, like that, but this season – Yeah, it's season, kind of a big advantage for that one team. Yeah, they got, it's going to be a big battle now for it. Every team wants it. It yeah. looks like Arizona might win it this time, but if they lose against the Rams tonight, the Bucks could also be a front runner for that. So yeah. there's going to be some drama there, especially as the season ends. I really enjoy this type of ending of season and watching the – uh, the playoff pictures kind of come in and whatnot. But I think, yeah, if they can get Derrick Henry back, he's going to open up so much for him, especially if Julio Jones can stay healthy, A.J. Brown can stay healthy, Ryan Tannehill can stay healthy. If he can get all those main pieces in place, and if the de- uh, and if the defense can play like we saw them play uh, yesterday and against the Rams where they're getting pressure on the quarterback, getting sacks, getting um, forced forcing completions, stopping the run game to only like four yards or whatever, really James Robinson couldn't do pretty much anything in this game, really got stopped and kind of smushed in the backfield if they can continue to do that especially in the playoffs when you have teams like the patriots uh and the chiefs that you need to get into the backfield to disrupt either the running game or the quarterback to stop them before they even began uh it's going to be helpful if they can continue that on but obviously it's a good thing for uh tennessee fans if they can get their all-star running back back into their uh roster and kind of let things happen because derrick henry i mean like we talked about it he had a he still had like the afc rushing or i think it was actually league uh, rushing um, most rushing yards for the entire season for like yeah. three or four weeks after he got yeah. injured. Yep. And so, and then Jonathan Taylor obviously came up, 
came up behind him and took that from him because he's not playing. When he comes back, that just really shows exactly what type of impact he can make for a foot, uh, for the Tennessee Titans football team and how much he can destroy you because he'll wear you down in the first few quarters. And then if you don't keep doing that after halftime, he will uh, tear the game open wide and start scoring a lot of touchdowns uh, if he can get into open space. And even if he has to mow, you, mow through you, he'll yep, do it. He'll do it. He'll go right over you, Marshawn Lynch style. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, if you were a watcher of the uh, first, I guess, first season of of uh, Hard Knocks this year, the preseason version of Hard Knocks this year, uh, you got to see the Dallas Cowboys and got to know some of the personalities behind that team and also got to know a one Micah Parsons uh, as part of that Um do you think that uh, Dallas can can make the playoffs uh, just on defense alone? Uh, I think given what we're seeing, I think so. Because I mean, just based off of um, Trevon Diggs' performance, Micah Parsons' performance, uh, the front seven that they have is quite destructive against pretty much any quarterback they play. Um, and then also the amount of interceptions that they're racking up. I think there's, there's a lot to like about the defense of the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, they're going to need some help from the offense. Dak Prescott needs to kind of get things back on track and get back uh, things down the line a little bit. But I think defense alone can get them into the playoffs just because I think with the amount of pass rush that they can generate uh, with Micah Parsons and, and company, I mean, Micah Parsons has like the same amount of sacks as Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, which are like the the best um, pass rushers in the NFL right now. And he's only a rookie and he's been really destroying players and getting, uh, getting into the passing game a little bit and making plays there as well. And he's such a kind of a Swiss army knife of the Dallas Cowboys where he can use them. They can use him anywhere and he can make plays for him. I think based off how like destructive they are and in the NFC and especially not even just the NFC, but the division that they're in, uh, which is the, I think it's the Eagles, Washington themselves, and the Giants are all in that division. And right now, Washington and Dallas are um, the the better of those those few teams. I mean, the Eagles aren't, aren't, that, aren't that terrible, but I mean, they can definitely pull ahead in this division and make things happen at a 9-4 record. Um, but if they can get the offense to kind of meet the pace that they're playing at right now and start winning football games, I mean, we saw in Washington, Washington, uh, Washington versus Dallas game last night where... The offense was throwing pick sixes, and the defense was putting their backs against the wall and trying to make things happen, and then they end up coming strong with that uh, forced fumble and end up winning that football game. But it's just one of those things that, yes, they could make it to the playoffs on, on the defense and what they've been playing on if they can continue what they're doing, but it, they could. But there's two things to th- mention here. One is they're, they're going to end up getting tired if they're the only force – uh, that keeps this engine moving. They're gonna have to be playing a lot more uh, minutes on defense. They're going to be uh, their time of possession is gonna be kind of lopsided because they have to be on the field so much. They're gonna get exhausted and tired, especially as the season winds to a close. If their offense can't generate something, something here soon, they have to. They have to make sure that they're um, comp- playing complementary football on both sides of the football. And so far, we haven't really seen that as far as Dak and uh, these wide receivers are concerned. They need to kind of fix things up on that side of the ball. That's where their energy should go because the defense isn't the problem of the Dallas Cowboys right now. I'd say the offense is, and if they can't get the offense figured out, they're not going to get far in the playoffs. And and if they do get into the playoffs, that's when things are really going to have to start clicking for this team. They only have got four weeks to figure it out. And if, that, and if the Washington f- uh, football team game that they had is any representation of what is going to be happening for the rest of the season, 
uh, especially as far as offense is concerned. If it's defense, and that's what's going to be having the rest of the season, we're then getting multiple interceptions, multiple fumble recoveries, multiple sacks. That's great. But offensively, where you're throwing pick sixes and blowing huge leads, that's not something that you really want to see from from your quarterback no. that you just paid a big contract. Yep. I think it's like the second biggest in the league or something like that behind Patrick Mahomes. Oh, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes' contract. So I, I, I just want to see them clean up some things on that end. But as far as this, the defense is concerned, I think, yeah, I think they can definitely. I think they have the right pieces into place. I think what they invested in the draft was exactly the right decisions for this team at the present time and at the present place, and also into the future because these players are just going to keep growing and learning each other and getting a better and better feel for each other. This has only been how many weeks are we at? Like week 14 just happened so we're heading into week 15 after tonight so i think there's some a lot of a lot to like about this team and i mean there's even that whole conversation of should michael parsons be considered defensive player of the year or just defense or defensive player of the year or rookie defensive player of the year and i think he could i think he's a front runner for the uh, rookie version but i think he could also just win the defensive player of the year just based off how he's been playing and how he's been destroying offensive linemen but yeah, I've, I thought at the beginning of the season, after they've been able to play this the way they've been playing after like three or four weeks, I thought, um, I would mention it to you, I said, I think they'll probably make it to the playoffs how far they'll get. I have no idea, but just based off their talent that they've put together and how they've uh, really kind of turned things around in, in just a few years, uh, I think they definitely have the pieces into place where they can uh, make that push. In the uh, NFC West, the NFC West, I would say, is not the strong division that it has uh, been in the past mm-hmm. uh, this year. and uh, But the Arizona Cardinals are a, good, a, a really good team. Uh, they, lead the, they, lead that, um, they lead that division. Uh, but sort of everybody else below them are, you know, p- pretty big question marks uh, abound. Um, on Sunday, the Seahawks will uh, travel down to L.A. to take on the Rams. What do you think the chances are of the Seahawks coming off of a victory down in Houston, uh, what do you think the odds are that they're able to uh, continue that and 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 put together a little streak here? Offensively, I think they're finally starting to click a little bit. I think the 49ers game was a start to that kind of seeing Russell Wilson come back into his own a little bit, throw those balls that we've been missing, and then also establish some sort of run game. And then also in this game, they had a big run game. They were able to make good plays with uh, – Rashard Penny um, and Russell Wilson was getting the ball to Tyler Lockett on really deep plays. The things that we've been missing from this offense when Russell Wilson was injured and then also in the Washington football game, which was the first game he came back and he did not play well in. And he, we're finally starting to see the, uh, kind of a the Russell Wilson that we've been missing. Defensively, though, like we mentioned, uh, I think on Monday, last Monday, um, that Jamal Adams is, uh, is injured now. He won't be playing, so there's that whole thing. But I just... I think the biggest issue with this defense is they couldn't really slow down the Texans all that much. Yes, they forced a few uh, punts, and then in the fourth quarter, the offense started playing well enough that the defense just had to do a few things to stop them and get the ball back, and then they were to blow the game open wide like I um, kind of expected them to do. But as far as defense is concerned, they're just not that impressive to watch. They, in the first few drives, they had big holes in the uh, back part of their defense in the secondary. Then a big plays happened. The the, the blitzes weren't getting home, so they were leaving holes and gaps. That, you can't do that against this Rams team, especially with OBJ on their roster, Cooper Cup on their roster, Henderson on their roster. These guys that can that can burn you if you make uh, Van Jefferson uh, that can burn you if you make a mistake like the Seattle Seahawks have been making. So if you if you're asking as far as can they win in this game, then there's two things that they can try to do. Two things that have worked this season 
and seem like they could work again because one is clock management and as far as playing the clock and what I mean by that is um, run the football make your drives as time consuming as possible and give the Rams as little time as possible to make anything happen the 49ers use that strategy quick passes making a whole lot of plays wearing down that defense and then the offense just made mistakes because it just was a spiral effect. The other thing you can try to do is do what the Texans tried, or the not the Texans, but the Tennessee Titans did, and just get after Matt Stafford, get home, sack him yep. a bunch, make him make mistakes, and then the defense will have to try to cover the tracks and or just do both of them. Now, I don't think that the, the getting after Matthew Stafford thing will work very well because Seattle, yes, they've got uh, in the Texans game, yes, they got to the, into the backfield, make some plays, did some things, and they've they've got a couple guys uh, that can definitely make some plays and disrupt, but they're so good at making plays as far like Cooper Cup can make a play anywhere. They've got really good offensive linemen. Uh, the wide receivers are willing to block. It's really hard to get through this offense unless you got the best of the best to get kind of get after them. And we saw, I mean, like we saw in Witness Live, the Texas or the Titans have a really good pass rush they can get to the quarterback and make them make mistakes. I don't think that's going to be the way they win this game. The way they would win this game is if they just they won the time of possession because Russell Wilson doesn't really play, it does when winning the time of possession really play into Russell Wilson's hands as well as doing quick drives where you're throwing really deep balls that are like 20, 30 yards down the field into the touchdown or into the sideline. That's what he makes his living on. That's what makes him so great in this league. But in this game, we're going to have to give it a lot to the running back. Do not get behind the chains and do not drop passes because we saw multiple situations where it was either a little bit behind him or it hit him in the hands and they just dropped the ball. You can't do that. You just got and also the penalty has to go away. You can't do any holdings because if you're getting behind up um, in front of the sticks and you're making plays and you have a good running game going, anything can slow that down and destroy your game plan on a single drive because momentum is a real thing in the NFL and you got to be careful that you're not uh, fighting against it. But I think also that's the best way that they're going to win this because if they can take enough time out of the clock on these really time-consuming drives, they don't have to put as much pressure on the defense and the defense can step up to the plate, hopefully, and do the necessary things to win the football game, make the correct plays, get them on three and outs, make sure, or at least don't make the big plays happen and make their drives time-consuming or extremely frustrating in the fact that they're dropping passes they're making mistakes let them make mistakes because we've seen a time a couple times not time and time again but a couple times where they made mistakes and they dropped the pass and that's something that you can really execute on we'll see if that's still the case and also just be watch the stuff underneath like play a safety back or whatever do single high or whatever but play stuff underneath because that's when they really make the best of the best plays or these short crossing patterns or slants or something like that that's where they really are really good but the deep stuff we've seen it time uh, multiple times this year where the ball is not thrown correctly or to the right area or there's a little bit of a misunderstanding or something like that on the deep balls so let them make the mistakes deep and don't give up anything short and you'll be fine but those are the things they've got to work on and I, I know they can run the football because they did. They've been that's something that Seattle always does is they're a running football team that likes to run the football. But they've got to make sure their play also into Russell Wilson's hand and make sure he's getting the ball out and throwing the football. But make sure it's short because if you're doing these really fast drives, that it would seem like that would make sense to make sure you're getting to the uh, getting into the touchdown and. Uh, and then also the, there'd be number three strategy would be scoring quickly and letting the Rams counter uh, counter that and then just going back and forth, getting into kind of a shootout situation. The problem is I think the Rams defense is better than Seattle's defense. I think the Rams can stop you faster than the 
then Seattle can stop you. So even if you get into that type of shootout situation and you get into overtime or it comes down to a final drive and the Rams have the football first or in overtime or they just have the football in general, I think they can march down the field because I think the defense will be too tired to keep doing it. And the mistakes that we've seen them make and the inability to finish out football games uh, against good teams like Arizona where they kept it a little bit close and they started pulling ahead. We've seen it multiple times in um Throughout the season, I just don't think they can they can win that way. So if you're gonna win a football game, you need to adapt one of those few strategies. And I think that playing the clock, beating, just wearing down the defense is what's gonna work the best. Because also they've got Jalen Ramsey, they've got Von Miller, they've got Aaron Donald, which can make an issue in the run game. But they also are those these fierce competitors that if you wear them down too much, they start to get a little bit chippy in the game. And maybe you can also try to get some penalty yards out of this, the chippy nature that they try to kind of counteract what you're doing to them. So I think if you said I was going to win this game, which isn't very likely just because uh, so far this season, they're kind of having their share of difficulties. I think they probably have like a 10, 15% chance of winning this football game, but they're going to have to do that strategy. I just don't think their defense is good enough to get after the pass. I don't think they're good enough to play in a shootout Uh, defense. Defensively, I don't think so, but offensively, I think they are. So I think that's probably what plays best to the strength of the defense and the offense is playing the clock. And if they can do that, I think they're going to be it'd be really impressive to see that they were actually able to win against the Rams. And then uh, I think that can spark something bigger uh, as the season progresses, even to other seasons, if they are able to win this uh, that football game. But I mean, there and also for even their playoff hopes, if they have to win against the Rams because then they win four out of five games. Uh, to round out the season and maybe that can be enough to make that final push but it's going to be a hard game but if they can keep it close and they can wear a lot of clock I think it'd be a a little bit closer than people would think okay Uh, yesterday afternoon uh, we got to uh, to witness the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers win another game although in nail-biting fashion as they sort of blew a, a, a reasonable lead um, and got forced into into overtime, and then Tom Brady, you know, kind of just <laughs> proved why he's uh, Tom Brady and why he is yet again an MVP candidate um, in the NFL. Uh, now, Tom became the oldest uh, MVP in NFL history in 2017 when he uh, won the MVP that year, um, and that tied him with Barry Bonds, who also won the MVP at the age of 40 in. Uh, in 2004 within uh, Major League Baseball. Um, but if Tom were to uh, to uh, somehow secure the MVP again this year, he would become uh, the oldest MVP uh, in any sport, breaking his own record uh, and, uh, and becoming uh, kind of the sole o- oldest MVP <laughs> across any major, uh, major sport, which is crazy. Because if you look, you know, kind of beneath him in the list, there's a lot of Barry Bonds in there. Uh, there's, um, and, and there's, uh, Willie, uh, Stargell, which is, uh, which is also a baseball player. So a lot of longevity in baseball, but football, you just certainly wouldn't expect to see that kind of, uh, that kind of longevity where, uh, where you have a competitor that is able to secure the kind of the best player in the league credentials, um, at such a, at such a progressed age. It's yeah. Very impressive. It's, it's very impressive. And I, I think I saw that he's like the front runner to win at this time, at this point, kind of lo- is kind of getting close to even locking it up getting the MVP. So it'd be, it's, it's kind of weird this season. I feel like we've been saying a lot of Tom Brady breaking his own record or just breaking a record in general yeah. this season. I mean, just last night he broke the all time completion record. 
uh, earlier this year when he played the Patriots, he's beaten every single team. He's got the most, I think he's close to getting all the most t- passing touchdowns. He's, he just, if you look at the list of his accomplishments that he's just done this season, it's, it's a pretty long list. And to add this to that kind of list of things that he's been doing and, and also it doesn't even seem like he's slowing down all that much. I mean, he's no. deep in, into his middle for middle forties and he's still coming back and winning football games and running for 17 yards, which doesn't seem all that impressive, but it's Tom Brady and he's usually not running all that often. <laughs> he usually doesn't move in that way, but it's, it, it seems insane that he's still playing at such a high level at such an, uh, at that age that normally guys don't play this long. It's not a, it's not a football is an co- unforgiving sport <laughs> where you yeah, take many, many hits to the body. <laughs> but I mean, when you're playing behind this offensive line that Tampa Bay has put in front of him, it's not as many hits as other quarterbacks take like Russell Wilson. But um, I mean, and t- for, for him, it's good that he's not getting on the ground too much. But the way he's able to come back from football games and doesn't look discouraged at all, uh, or is it like his um his expression doesn't really change at all throughout the entire game, other other than when he's trying to fire up his teammates to get and uh, go ahead and win. But like when he goes into overtime, it doesn't even seem like he's like questions that he's gonna win. It's just like all yeah, right, let's, let's just go ahead and done. do it. All right, we got this. And then they come out there. Stop the Bills, come out there, score a touchdown, and then the game's over because that's what Tom Brady does, and he's orchestrated 40-plus comeback victories in his 40-plus uh, or 40-plus years, but 20-plus years in the NFL. So I think I think it's I think it'd be just another way to put. I think it's just like a cherry on top for him. Is like okay, I've put all this stuff, and now this is just an extra little thing to put on top of there and say, hey, look, I'm the MVP. I'm the oldest MVP. And any sport that ever that ever or or an oldest athlete that's ever played in any sport. So yeah, that's just another one of my accomplishments that I've kind of put together for myself in this long career. When you look back though, like when he retires, it's going to be insane to look at all the accomplishments that Tom Brady has accomplished in his twenty plus seasons in the NFL. What he's been able to do. Yeah. Uh, that'd be fun to look back on. I mean, they already started looking back on it, right? A little bit, yeah. Man in the arena, so they yeah, yeah. already started reflecting. The guy hasn't <laughs> and even he's still playing. Yet. He's still <laughs> playing. He's still he's still creating his legacy, and they're trying to document it. Yep. So. He's like, all right, let's let's. Because I mean, they're that the man in the arena. I don't even know. Are this are this. I think they're still going on that show. I don't know if they finished yeah, I think yet. There's but, like ten episodes, so yeah, they should still be going. Yeah, they should accomplish talk yeah. about all of his uh, Super Bowls Crazy. because he's got. 10 Super Bowl or seven Super Bowl victories, but he's been in 10. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Sounds like fun. What do we have for tonight? It's the Rams Cardinals. Great game. Ah, uh, that's right. The, uh, the, the two tops of the NFC West. Yeah. I think, uh, just as a prediction on this game, I think it's going to be probably the Cardinals because I just saw that Jalen Ramsey and another defensive player will not be playing this game because of healthy safety protocols. So that sucks for the Rams. Uh, so I think it's going to be a little. I think it's going to be easier for the the Arizona Cardinals to kind of get through this game, win it, uh, especially with a kind of handicapped Rams team. I would say probably a margin of victory by ten points because Jalen Ramsey is like their best cornerback. Uh, maybe the top three de- uh, defensive player because he's able Kyler's to play like, uh, anywhere. I think he's just going to be able to use Hopkins, a- uh, AJ Green, and just and Zach Ertz and just air it destroy out. it. Yep. And they can also run pretty pretty decently as well with James Conner. I mean, that might be a little bit more of an issue with Vin- uh, Von Miller on the edge and Aaron Donald that can definitely wreck the offensive line. But yeah, I think it'll be a ten point margin of victory. Normally, I would root against the Arizona Cardinals because I think that I think that they everyone's talking like they're Super Bowl contenders. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. Like yes, we I talked know. about You've that. On the, uh, but, the Arizona Cardinals are about to fall on their face. It's uh, gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. We're just gonna wait and see when that's gonna happen. But tonight's not the night that that will happen. Okay. All right. So you're calling uh, you're calling it a Rams victory by ten. No. 
Cardinals victory. Sorry, Cardinals victory by 10. Yes. Got it. All right, awesome. Well, let's get to it. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, always Talking fun. some football, no basketball today. Um, but uh, always good to talk football as we uh, get to the good parts here as we wrap up the season and head, uh, head toward the playoffs and see, uh, see what transpires as we get into the postseason. So, listeners, thanks for listening. Thanks for riding along. We appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that. Uh, otherwise, we'll catch you next time. Yeah. See ya. See ya. God bless.